Hola, gracias por estar de nuevo con nosotros. En Hello, and thanks for joining us on our show, El Mundo, The World. With us, as always, is Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Tenemos otro tema que esperamos sea del interés suyo y de todos eh, los que ven este programa. Y es que vivimos... We have an interesting topic for today. ¿Cuál es su origen y su propósito? We live in a world without knowing... What is its purpose? Where does it come from? Today we'd like to inquire, what is the plan, the thought behind all of it? In the book of Genesis, for example, it says that the Creator created everything in six days, meaning there was a plan, an initial thought about our entire reality. So let's start with our first question. What is the thought of creation? The thought of creation is the upper thought, which is the plan of creation that in it includes the whole of creation from beginning to end with all its details, that there's nothing else besides the thought of creation. Everything's in the thought. It's like looking at the sky looking at all the stars, looking at everything that there is. The entire universe is a thought, and that's how it exists, and that's how it works. And therefore, everything that we see, everything that we do, everything that we think, everything that goes on in every moment, it's all the thought of creation. ¿A qué se refiere que la creación tiene pensamiento? What does it mean that creation has a thought? A plan. And that's the superior thing. And everything that exists, exists according to this plan. That's it. ¿Estamos todos incluidos en este pensamiento? Are all, of, are all of us included in this thought? Of course. There's nothing else besides it. All in all, everything's a thought. We are a thought, too. Earth, the sky, the stars, everything there is, it's all the thought of creation. As it says, everything is scrutinized in thought. Are we talking about something that was predetermined or built on the way? It was predetermined by the upper force called Creator. So the Creator, He planned everything, arranged everything, and as it says, in a single thought, everything was created from beginning to end, And there's nothing besides it. Preguntado de otra manera, como como un arquitecto que tiene un plan preciso. Maybe to put it differently. Let's take an art architect that has a very clear plan that's later realized. And sometimes, you know, there are different adjustments made on the way. Does the creator make adjustments too? No, in relation to the thought of creation, because 
it was formed by the Creator without any intervention of anyone or anything. Therefore, in it, there can be no mistake or some kind of incompatibility with something. Just like it was, so it is. And our entire role is to study this plan of the purpose of creation and to try to intervene in it in a way that we're adhered to it. That's it. Por otro lado, ¿es la humanidad capaz de modificar el pensamiento de la creación? On the other hand, can humanity change or adjust itself to the thought of creation? No, no, we can't change anything. We can only adapt ourselves to the thought of creation. In us, there is something called the evil inclination, our ego, that does not exactly allow us to flow with the thought of creation in that same flow, and all the time, in each and every given moment, we want to do something against it, opposite to it. The way the evil inclination, the way our ego deviates us from it, and our entire work is to follow, to exactly follow the thought of creation and to flow that way until all of us, everyone including everyone, reach a state where we equalize with the thought of creation completely, and then we reach a state where there is no more movement, motion on our part, and we integrate in a whole, complete, and perfect world in which there is no motion, but everything is good and benevolent. And the Creator is revealed in a full and complete way then, because we, by nature, by character, do not stand in the way of Him revealing Himself. If so, in what way can humanity influence or adjust itself to the thought of creation? In what way? In that, we fight against our ego, against our egoistic desire that the Creator made on purpose, that will feel how opposite to the purpose of creation we are. And in that we're opposite, we can examine, we can measure, we can adjust ourselves to the thought of creation, and then by the struggle to adjust ourselves to what the Creator made, we more deeply enter it, feel it, understand it, and are adhered to the thought, and then we become like the Creator. In Genesis 1.1, está escrito... En el comienzo, Dios creó el cielo. In Genesis, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. What's the connection between what the Torah says or writes and the thought of creation? That the Creator has created the desire to receive. That is entirely in order to receive. And that's called earth. 
And it stems from the Creator's desire to bestow called heaven. And then we have heaven and earth, the desire to receive of the created beings and the desire to bestow of the Creator, that these two are or have opposite forms, qualities, and why was everything created in this order according to that plan if we're talking about the six days and the seventh day which is a day of rest and in this case he created heaven and earth there's a certain order why in this specific order it was created in this order so that there will always be power in the heaven, meaning the upper force, the creator, by which he will, the force by which he will rule everything. But he also gave forces to the earth, a force to act, meaning the earth, besides being opposite to the heaven, that the creator being, the created beings are the opposite of the creator, they nonetheless have an opportunity to learn their own nature, the nature of the earth, and the upper nature of the creator, the heaven, and to try and reach the heavens. Como se mencionó antes, también en Génesis se dice, en el séptimo día descansó. It also says in Genesis, by the seventh day, God had finished the work. Does the thought of creation stop there? No, but within six days, the so-called six degrees, the Creator, He allows nature, gives nature all the qualities that He wants to give, and afterwards, it already exists um, for correction. ¿Qué significa entonces específicamente este descanso? If so, what's the meaning of this specific rest? That the Creator no longer intervenes in creation, interferes in it, intervenes. Meaning everything that happens, everything that's left, that's up to man to do, that's man's work. But the laws that he has formed in creation, they stay. And from these laws, we can reach a state where we completely equalize and become included in the heaven and in the earth, and then the Creator, He's revealed in heaven and earth and the whole of reality. If so, what's the difference between the thought of creation and the Creator? In relation to us, the Creator is a force that is always there to help us if we ask. And the thought of creation is this plan that we exist in. Thought. The entire universe is a thought. Stars, planets, everything that we see. When we look at the sky, it is all a thought. Sometimes in the past, 
I talk to physicists, and they too say that this is how it seems to them, that the heavens, stars, sky, everything you have there, it all seems to them like a thought. But still, we see things in a tangible way. And thought isn't something tangible. Right, that's how we feel it in our five senses. But when we get a bit deeper into understanding the map of the heavens, we start seeing that all the stars, planets, and everything that there is there, smaller particles, all in all, this is all an expression of thought, of an approach, attitude between them and us. If so, then how is it possible to explain that what we see is something material when we're actually talking about a thought? Do we, lose, do we process it somehow internally and therefore see it this way? Exactly. He also gave the answer that what we see, we feel, meaning within our senses. If we open our senses some more, then we will discover much more. We will discover tangibly all the heavens, everything there is, that it is all a network of forces. And that these forces that these forces exist in different forms of connection between them in different states and the heavens will seem to us as a network of all the forces and it actually won't even be forces it'll simply be such a tight network that will be like it's just like fabric that covers everything so much so if the creator is hidden from us how can we know what his thought is then? His thought is that we will inquire ourselves. And from that, that we'll discover all the secrets of creation. And we'll discover him who's hiding behind it all. That everything that seems, everything that is given to us to reveal, that now we don't even know what it's about. It's all in order for us to reveal the Creator through it, because we can't depict the Creator Himself, but only 
through those states, through those planets, through those forces, everything that we will discover in our development, then we will also be able to reveal and understand the Creator. In the article, The Essence of Religion and Its Purpose, Bala Sulam writes, it's kind of a long story, but still, I think we should kind of get into it. It's similar to a king, a great king, who had a son at an old age, and he was very fond of him. Hence, since the day he was born, he thought of only good things for him. He collected the finest, wisest, and most precious books in the kingdom and built for him a school. He sent after the finest builders and built palaces of pleasure. He gathered all the musicians and singers and built for him concert halls and called the finest bakers and chefs to provide him with all the delicacies in the world. But alas, the sun grew up. Up, to be a fool with no desire for knowledge, and he was blind and could not see or feel the beauty of the buildings. He was also deaf, unable to hear the poems and the music, and he was ill, permitted to eat only coarse flour bread arising contempt and wrath. Now, many times we, we ourselves don't appreciate the things that life gives us. Why were we created in such a way that we can't appreciate what the Creator is giving us? Because we lack the senses for it. We were born in our five bodily senses, and only in them do we discover and feel all of nature. But to the measure to which we will have sharper senses, more developed ones, then we will discover much more. Different kinds of connection, forces, dimensions, etc. We're the problem. So, there is a method called the wisdom of Kabbalah that explains how to receive, how to really reveal the whole of reality. And if so, we need to use it in order to expand our vessels of reception, perception, and to hear, etc., etc. We, we lack maybe thousands of senses. This is something that we can discover only through our development by using the wisdom of Kabbalah. Therefore, this method is called the wisdom of Kabbalah, literally meaning the wisdom of how to receive, how to draw, how to pull, how to reveal in that reality that we exist and, and don't see. We don't see the world. We're really like little kittens, newborn kittens that see nothing. And only afterwards they start seeing. It's the same with kids too. This is what we need to understand. We need to open our eyes. How do you do it? This is also something that the Wisdom of Kabbalah talks about. When we open our eyes and see things correctly, what will happen to the thought of creation? Because right now we see that in the world there are many negative events or painful events that we understand that they too, according to what you say, are part of the thought of creation. 
por ahora no lo vemos. That you're saying that that's the perfect state, but we don't see it. It's not the perfect state. We don't see the perfect state. To the contrary, we see corrupted states, and their purpose is to push us from ourselves forward in order for us to discover the true reality that entirely exists not in the nature of reception but in the nature of bestowal and therefore that's how we need to advance y es parte entonces del pensamiento de la creación recibir todos estos elementos de manera opuesta. If so, it's a part of the thought of creation to receive all of these elements in a counter way to what we're supposed to reveal at the end. It was done so on purpose. Yes. What for? In order for us to discover the measure to which we don't understand, don't feel, can't reveal the truth. For us to suffer, for being so limited, and, and to ask, to beg, to have the forces to rise and discover the true nature, which is entirely bestowal and love, that this is how we'll ascend and what we'll do. In the introduction to the book of the Zohar, the Bala Sulam, in the point 6, says the In the introduction to the book of Zohar, Bala Sulam writes, our sages have already said that the Creator created the world for no other reason but to delight His creatures. Why did the Creator need to create a created being in order to delight him? It's not that the Creator needs it. But the nature of the good is to do good, and therefore he created such a being that will really be able to perceive everything inside of him, all the desires, all the thoughts, and by that, to discover the Creator Himself, to reach adhesion with the Creator. I think you already answered this, but still. If the Creator created the world in order to delight His created beings, why do we suffer then? Because we're still far from revealing the true nature. And the more we advance toward it, meaning we realize the wisdom of Kabbalah and come closer to the force of good that's good and benevolent, then by that we will reveal ourselves in a way that really... We will really feel the good and abundance of the Creator, and that's how we will live. In algún momento podremos recibir la abundancia del Creador sin tener que pasar ningún tipo de sufrimiento. Y de ser así, ¿qué tenemos que hacer? 
Will we be able to receive all this pleasure from the Creator without feeling ple- suffering? No, we feel suffering only in order for, is, for it to advance us toward the good. Because we ourselves can't. Wherever we ourselves do not advance, there we discover suffering. I mean, God forbid the Creator, He doesn't impart suffering upon us, but it comes out of our own laziness. Because we don't want to acknowledge the good, actually. And we kind of like, we slack. So comes suffering and pushes us forward. Therefore, if we connect with one another and we ourselves aspire to reach the purpose of creation, which is by us connecting with one another, connecting to the Creator, then the suffering disappears already. If so, why do only some of the people, why does the desire to come to know the purpose of creation awaken only in some people? The rest are unripe. They're internally not ripe yet. It's like we see among nations. There are nations that are very advanced in science, education, culture, etc., And there are those that aren't so much, and they can't do anything. You need time. You need time for people to develop and advance to the most developed state, which is attaining the Creator. But we now are already in a state in which the wisdom of Kabbalah is revealed. And it allows everyone in all languages, in all modern options, to come to know it and advance. It allows every person to reveal it and to advance. And therefore, for example, we give our daily lessons in dozens of languages. We publicize our materials for free on the Internet and other places really, to everyone. And therefore, nothing's missing, actually, besides wanting. And whoever wants, he achieves it. We see that there is constant search in the Latin world for this wisdom. In your case, when did this desire to reveal the thought of creation, this inner feeling, when did it awaken in you? Since I remember myself, I was like a little child. As a little child, I used to go out to the backyard, look at the stars, and I really wanted to reach them and know about them. And for me, it really was a big question. How is that possible? This is what I want to say. It really intrigued me. And my entire life, I was very decisive about it. If so, you took interest not only in creation, but in the purpose, the goal too? 
what's behind it all. Yeah. Exactly. In conclusion, what advice could you give us in order for us to be able to reach this degree of delight and pleasure, feeling the Creator as good and benevolent, delighting Him? Today it's simple. Today, toward the end of my life, I can already say that everyone has the wisdom of Kabbalah practically in all languages that's on the internet with all the source texts and everything that you need in audio, written texts, movies, you name it. Get on the web and enjoy that which was prepared for you. I'd really like for it to help you attain the thought of creation and enjoy it. Good luck to you. All the best. Thank you very much.